everybody in my band's an A-list player. Hired Gun is the best available musician. He gets the gig because he's the elite player. Billy Joel sounded like Billy Joel because of Libby DeVito. If Billy is the father of those songs, I'm at least the uncle. It seems like there's about 20 musicians we're talking about that have made every single record that everybody owns. That is a clip from Hired Gun, a new film that's opening June 29th in Fathom Events, so it's going to play all over the country uh, through that Fathom Events service. If you haven't ever taken advantage of that, it's really cool. I'll get you the details on that in a second. Uh, I just have to point out that Ray Parker Jr. is jamming with my brother, Don. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> it's already starting. Yeah, that's my brother. They threw down a track for us, and oh, here really? you are playing. Okay. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I'll oh, well, call him immediately. The, welcome to the movie, guys. I like this family experience. We <laughs> yeah, well, we, <laughs> we lived in the sticks. There was nothing to do. Right, we're married. Your brothers are making music. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, welcome, everybody. This is the TMG interview, we're calling it. Uh, we've had a bunch of shows here, as you know, in the Admirals Club over time. Uh, and if you've liked the interview portion of our old show, that's what this is for the whole time. We're spending some quality time with our guest. And this week, we're showcasing an artist who is appearing in a new music documentary called Hired Gun. Hired Gun about the unsung heroes of rock and popular yeah. music, the studio musicians, the touring war horses. Our guest was that, playing guitar for the likes of Barry White, Stevie Wonder, and more until he started out on his own group, radio, then of course broke out into superstardom with the mega hit, Ghostbusters. It's Ray Parker Jr. Yay! Yay! I'm cheering for him too. (laughs) Why not? We've given him a guitar, so anything, a song could bust out at any time. It is, it's happening. You can't, I will start to cry. Do the dance. There's no bad time oh, to bust our Ghostbusters. No. You know, that's one of my favorite videos. Well, thank you. I yeah. love that video because there's so many of my favorite people in it. Chevy Chase and everybody. Catherine O'Hara showed up. Of course, the Ghostbusters and you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John Candy, Chevy Chase. John Candy. Uh, a lot of people. Al Franken. Al Franken. <laughs> Senator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did you? How did that whole? Let's just jump to that because Karen brought that. <laughs> well, I, I just am curious about the video. Yeah, but we can talk about hired gun. We'll do that first. It's up to you. Well, let's. Well, it's it, because. Well, listen. A lot of people probably don't know that you have this history as a studio musician. That's true. Uh, I before, know the Ghostbuster thing just took. You know, some of my neighbors think I woke up one morning, wrote that, and went back to sleep. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I look at them like, really? You think mm. I just came up with all that music? And uh, they said, Yeah. Why did they call you? I was like, Oh. Mm. Well, you know, they just like for no reason, they found my number in the toilet paper, you know, in the bathroom. So Ivan Reitman was like, you know who I need to call? (laughs) That guy that's on the toilet paper in the bathroom (laughs) and the walls, numbers on the wall. So let's go back because I find this fascinating. So you were in Detroit. And how young were you when you started playing out? You were just a kid, right? Yeah, I started playing at six years old. I played the clarinet and the flute and the saxophone, all that stuff. But I didn't like blowing. So my brother got a guitar, something like this one. And it was like a $100 guitar. Mm-hmm. And I traded my $800 saxophone for his $100 guitar. Yeah. So it was a really good deal. Yeah, it's a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my, my parents were mad at me. Like, what? We bought you that saxophone? You didn't, you know. But I wanted to play the guitar, and I saw the Loving Spoonfuls on TV mm-hmm. singing, What a day for a daydream. And I just like, they had John Sebastian with a white Telecaster plugging in the amp at the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> I gotta tell I'm you, love every time saxophone is pretty sexy, but that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to play the guitar, and so I switched to the guitar at about 10, 11 years old. Broke my leg riding a bicycle, <clears throat> trying to show off. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. Practiced all day, every day, got really good, and started touring with the Spinners when I was 13 and a half, 14 years what? old. What? Yes. <clears throat> okay, with the Spinners? Yes. That's amazing. And then from there, I started playing with Marvin Gaye and Gladys Knight and the Pips and the Temptations, and Smokey took me in the studio, and then Marvin took me in the studio, and I'm fast forwarding now. Well, well a, wait, little, yeah, a little, a little, yeah. yeah. Let's slow down because uh, <laughs> because what, those were the days, right? I remember Eric Clapton started in his teens mm-hmm, too. Yeah. Those those are the days when the, you could be 13, 14, suddenly and you're make money with the biggest people in the money. world too. Not yeah. just at 14 years old, I told my dad, I don't need no more money for clothes. <gasps> I got this. Nice. I got this. Yeah. And I did. I never went back. 
You said your folks were a little shocked. Ray Parker Sr. Was he, he supportive? Worked at, he worked at four. Yeah, he was, was they, very supportive. Yeah. Uh, until I got to college. They wanted me to finish college. Oh. But they were very supportive because as long as I was playing music, I wasn't doing cocaine or drugs or doing some other stuff, you know, going to strange parties and getting into trouble. Yeah. So they were supportive. They said, well, he doesn't get in any trouble, this kid. You know, so give him his guitar if that's all he wants. So. Wait, you yeah. were doing music, so you weren't taking drugs? No. <laughs> that's like no it. drugs. No, I didn't even like girls back in the day. I didn't see the girls either. I mean, they saw me because I was working well, playing. Well, of course. But you're I on just, stage. I didn't really see any girls. It was just me and my guitar. I went to bed with my guitar. That's know? awesome. So it's... Uh, I think Jason Hook said that, the, the, who's the executive producer mm-hmm. of Hired Gun, and one of the... Uh, He's one of the lead guys in Five Finger Death Punch, right. which yeah. is hilarious because yeah, he came right. from. He was discovered by Alice Cooper playing for Hillary Duff, <laughs> right. and yeah, Andy, Hillary Andy Moore. But you know, he could, but the thing, his whole thing was, I'm not going to stop playing guitar until it's what I'm doing for a living. I heard him say right. that in an interview yeah. once. Yeah. I'm not sure if he says in the movie. I probably just poked around looking mm-hmm. for Jason because I thought he was really cool yeah, after yeah. watching yeah. the doc, and I found him say that, and that's that's commitment to what you're good at and what you love, and yeah. lo and behold, it always pays off. Also, yeah. I think that sometimes having. Um, like you were saying, having something to focus on as a child and having that dream will propel you, if even if you weren't going to be a guitarist, into a different world to get you out of somewhere like Detroit or to get you onto a place that you yeah. never knew you'd be able to ha- open that door. Mm-hmm. But music can open those doors for you. Yeah. Let's jump to these people you're talking about. Because uh, when you were a hired gun, you played for all these legendary artists. I'll mention them and you give me a sure. remembrance or story or whatever yeah. comes to mind. When you I, just when tell I us how about. tall they are. That's yeah, what we yeah, we need another three. weight in their height. I used to be six three, mm. <laughs> just a little bit shorter now. Oh, you have kids? <laughs> yes, that'll four. do. That's it. My, oh, that'll do it. That's what my brother started. They're drinking. all taller than me too. My kids are huge. Mm. My my seven. He just turned seventeen last week. He's six five, <laughs> and they're all big too. So spankings are out. You know, oh, long time. and yeah, I just yeah, cut yes. the cut the money faucet off. See, that's what you're gonna have <laughs> to control. Want them to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any of them gonna be musicians? Yes, the the later two. Good. They're in the studio probably right now as we speak, cutting the jams. Yeah. Th- that's they're fantastic. really good, too. Yeah. Again, you know where they are. Yeah, I know where they are. Yeah. All right, so you threw this name out real quick, Marvin. All right, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Yes. And you were like 16, right? Yeah, 15. Well, I think I was, yeah, 16. I think I was 16 with Marvin Gaye, yeah. Your thoughts playing with Marvin? This is wonderful. I mean, uh, he's a genius guy. I loved what's going on. I was too young to play on that, but everything right after what's going on, I, I got on and was playing on all the way to I Want You album which was years later i did distant lover and all of that kind of stuff and I, what i remember most about marvin Gaye is after we left the studio we go over his house off of living room and we sit in the living room and listen to the tracks that we cut it's really oh, cool the speakers at his house were better in the studio he had tannoy speakers <laughs> which i never heard of it was the first time i was introduced to macintosh amplifiers oh. we had these blue macintosh amplifiers and just a kid at the just look at that and go Wow, man, these giant tannoy speakers are like standing off the ground this high. And he had the, all these Macintosh amps with the blue meters moving, you know, it's like really cool. And then you heard your sound coming out of there. Then you hear your sound oh. coming out. It just, and it was just wonderful. Do you remember the first time you heard yourself on the radio? Yes. That must have been amazing. It was every song called Everything Good is Bad and Everything Bad is Good by 100 Proof. I don't, I don't know that song. How does that go? Hey, how does that yeah. song go? <laughs> Everything bad is good. And everything good is bad. You know, it was a really good song. That's really they, cool. They, it ended up in a movie a few years ago, too. Like two or three years ago was the theme song of a movie. But it's, it's a wonderful record. That was one of my first times hearing myself on the radio. Were you in the car? That song. Yes. That must be Love amazing. Love it hearing in the car, yeah. Yeah. And Marvin Gaye had a song called You Are the Man. I think I did both at the same time. It's one of his political effort movements, mm-hmm. you know. And the, the record started off with me playing the guitar and wallop. You know. So that was a lot of fun. That's great. So, yes. So yeah. you started That's so cool. young. It's like, I want to say, who are your influences? But by the time you had them, you were playing with them, I this imagine. Is, yeah, right? Or am yeah, I right? Or? No, but I had some at 12, <laughs> 13. I always, always loved George Benson and Wes Montgomery and Jimi Hendrix. Never met Jimi Hendrix, never met Wes Montgomery, but I'm good friends with George Benson. He's really... That's just great. he's he's a wonderful guy. He's one of the few heroes. You, it's okay to fall in love with your hero and not get your heart broke later. You know? yeah. There are yeah. clips of him in the movie, aren't there? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think yeah, there's Benson? a clip of him yeah, in the movie. So. Yeah, he's a wonderful guy, wonderful guy. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at Barry White. One of the first gigs you had. Yes, Barry White. Um, that's after I moved to California, and uh, just another wonderful guy. I played on all his hit records. Can't get enough of your love. You have first, last, and everything. Love's theme. And all the other stuff. And I wrote some of his songs. You know, I wrote You See the Trouble with Me and 
always thinking of you. And we sold millions of records. So it was a wonderful experience. Another good guy. We yeah. helped my career early on. We have a friend here uh, who does this show with us occasionally, Adam Witt. And Adam, when he first met Dan Aykroyd, he said, you just don't, you hear that voice, that yeah. legendary voice, but you oh, don't yeah. ever imagine it coming out of <laughs> someone. Yeah. You're saying the, yeah. It's coming at yeah, you, and you're like, yeah. how is that? It's got to be the same way with Barry White. He of says, course it is. Hello, yeah. and you're like, oh, it's even more than that, because Barry White's voice <laughs> will shake the whole building. I mean, he just has the loudest, you know, biggest voice. And up close, he's a Hi, Ray, how's it going? It's just with Jimmy. Like, Whoa. <laughs> Sound like a subwoofer. You know, like you got some bass in it. You know. uh, and early on, he played for Stevie Wonder. Yes. Stevie Wonder, that was a game changer, life changer, because I was in college. I got out of school early, so I was 17 in college. No wonder you didn't want to finish school. <laughs> yeah, no. Stevie Wonder. Yeah, right. Come on. You know what? My, my father was a blue-collar worker at Ford yeah. Motor Company in the factory. Yeah. Broke uh, in yeah, shoes, right. 20 below go. zero, 30 below zero, mm-hmm. and he's out there all day freezing to death. And he wanted me to be a white-collar worker mm-hmm. where you sit in the office and push a pencil. Yeah. I saw some of your radio outfits. You yeah, got yeah. to a white-collar yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually. <laughs> yeah, really yeah, big yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. And so for him, that was his dream is to be working at Ford, get your pension in retirement, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it just seemed like, yeah, it's not my dream. It's your dream, Dad, you know. And he says, don't play music. There's no retirement. There's no benefits. There's no security. You know, they don't make any money. He's you live right. a suitcase. He's you know, right. But all there's, this kind of stuff. There's you know? nothing like that anymore. The, yeah. Your dad's job, my dad had a very similar job. Yeah. They don't exist anymore. No. That security anyway. What's yeah. interesting, and yeah. I, I got to tell him later, I said, you know, if I went your route, I'd be unemployed <laughs> now. Anyway, they've closed all that stuff yeah. up. You know? yeah. So good thing I went my way. But so I had to have the, you know, he, Stevie wanted to call me to go on tour with him and the Rolling Stones in 72. And I had to have the conversation with the, the mom and dad. You know? mm-hmm. Hey, guys, this is y'all dream. My, my dream, I don't go on tour. You know? I don't go play some rock and roll. You know? they, they knew who Stevie Wonder was, though, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. They didn't know who the help. Rolling Stones were at all. Oh, no, but they're in Detroit. They they the Motown right? stars, at least. They my parents were old. They had me in their late 40s. So, oh, you know, wow. You know. I love that they My mama you... knew who Cab Calloway was. Oh, like, no, that's that all right. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But they don't know Stevie Wonder was. Did they ever get to see you play, your parents? Oh, plenty of times. Good. Yeah. Uh, Here's one you, they definitely great. didn't know, uh, that you you, you uh, played with the Carpenters. Oh, sure. I, yeah. Your parents definitely didn't know that. No, I can't even deal with how great yeah. Karen Carpenter is. Yeah. Amazing. She's wonderful. And yeah. you get to hear her just sing right there right next to you. Right in front of me. <gasps> yep. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Four Seasons. Frankie Valley. That's awesome, too. Yeah. Bill mm-hmm. Withers. Bill Withers, yeah. Great Bill Spoke Withers. to him this morning. Before I came here, yeah. you're amazing. You're, you're, uh, the <laughs> the people you've played with are basically my Pandora station. <laughs> and for those of you, and I've said yeah, this yeah. to people before, yeah. uh, if you ever have any something, some, you know, road rage or just you're having a bad day, yeah. Pandora, just go to the Earth, Wind, Earth, and, Wind Fire and Fire station. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the Earth, Wind, and Fire station will play your Earth, Wind, and Fire. Then they'll play your Bill Withers and they'll play right. Stevie Wonder and they'll play your Cool and the Gang and they'll play Michael Jackson. And it's basically everyone's Ray's ever played with. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. if they're playing Karen Carpenter. Okay, so that's, that's but, the one anomaly mm, there. Yeah. And they're going to come up uh but david foster now he's also featured in hired guy yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah because before he became a big music uh producer mogul I guess, or whatever they, they call him yeah, yeah. Every, yeah. Mogul now, yeah. <laughs> yeah he was a studio keyboardist sure he was yeah people. we used to play together all the time how did you work oh in that capacity as hired guys oh yeah together. yeah back in the day we yeah he played piano in fact on cheryl lynn's record who won the gong show mm-hmm. has david foster <laughs> playing the piano <laughs> yeah. It's David Page playing the piano, who's in Toto, who put it all together. Mm-hmm. It's me playing guitar. Well, that's cool. Amazing. Full circle. I was telling him that we're going to be on the gong show on yeah. Thursday, yeah. just in case you're wondering. <laughs> now, when you hit your solo career, did you have... Oh, that's interesting. Did you have... Apparently, an <laughs> angel got its wings. We didn't have no ding on my solo career. I, tell you that. <laughs> I just no. had an idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, did you uh, have any hired guns in your... Like that you could go to when you were... No, I didn't have any money. Having a solo career? <laughs> That's right, no, you have to and, uh, hire these people. But there were two things wrong with my solo career at, at the beginning. I don't think they were wrong. I think they were right. But A, I didn't have enough money. Mm-hmm. And all my friends were out chasing girls. And I wanted to record all night, right. every night, and just all day. And so when I needed some drums, there was just no... And my best friend lived with me. He played the drums. But he was out he getting was out the yeah, some tail. I'm, I'm like, it's 3.30 in the morning. I need some drums. Well, he ain't playing at 3.30 no. in the morning. He's either asleep or he's out or doing something, you know, so... On the first albums, of, I, I played all the instruments. Yeah. <gasps> and it wasn't that I was some genius and I was trying to do anything great. I just did. I just wanted to get it done. Right. And so I ended up engineering it. I built the studio 
myself and wired all the wires, me and Reggie Dozier. Because I didn't want to be one of those people that, where's your tape? Well, oh, I get it done, but I'm waiting on yeah. the engineer to come back in town. Then I got to get some money. But then I get some. And I, every excuse in the world, but they don't get it done. Right. Right. And I, I didn't want to be that guy. I, I wanted that, to say, in a couple of weeks, my song's going to be done. If I hook a crook, it's got to be done. I would imagine if you are a hired gun, yeah, you, over time, yeah. gain all the skills you need. Yeah, you, you, at least you know what it should sound like. So right. if you're doing it wrong, the important thing is to know what it should sound like. So even if you're doing it wrong, you can keep doing it over and over until you get it right, but you got to know what right is. you know. Right. And you had the perfect learning opportunity by being in the hired gun situation. You're able to work with these people, see how and things work. And watch what work. they do. Yes. Exactly. Now that's I, college. I with, yes, you look at all mm-hmm. the best people and yep. you see all the different things they do and what worked and what didn't work. Yeah. And then you take the best of. Mm-hmm. And so after so many years of that, in 1920, I was like, I think I can do that. I mean, I know that they're all better than me, but I, you know, I can do a little of that. They're not so great. you know. I can pull a little bit of that off. You know. That's I should cool. mention, okay, one, one more time. The uh, HiredGunTheFilm.com. That's where you can go for theater info, tickets, and more. Uh, I wrote a review of the film. It's at TheMovieGuys.net. I got to see it uh, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's June 29th, Fathom Events. It's streaming here in Los Angeles uh, at 7.30 p.m. City Walk in the AMC Burbank 16 and Century City 15 theaters. So you can go check it out. And I highly recommend it in the theater because one of the cool things that the movie does for a huge win is it takes all the hired guns, well, a bunch of them, puts them in the studio, yeah. and, yeah. just and they just They let it loose. Yeah. I mean, they, it's and it's such a huge... And it's not all of it. I mean, at some point, they got to release some other... This, this tape of me, Steve Lukather, and Jay Graydon playing under that same circumstances, too. Oh, really? really? Yeah, they, so you they were did. in that same studio? They, yeah, they just, they just put that band, they showed that band, okay. I guess they ran out of time, but the guy wow. told me, he says, we had so much footage, we couldn't put everything on there. Yeah. But they oh. wanted to put, there's a tape of me playing guitar and Steve Lukather playing guitar and, and Jay Graydon and some other guys. We were jamming, hitting it. You know? Will there be a tour? There should be I a tour. Are you having a one-nighter? Oh. It was that be like an ego tour, you know, all the different egos <laughs> in the room. Yeah, 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 all, all the higher gun <laughs> egos. Oh, that would be yeah. so fascinating. But it would be fun. I'd go. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because yeah. who plays in the, in, the, in the film is in that studio sequence is Phil X, who currently is the guitarist with uh, Bon Jovi. Yes. And uh, Jason Hook. Liberty DeVito, drummer Liberty for Joe. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Uh, Kenny Aronoff, one of the mm-hmm. great drummers of all time. And if you yeah. don't know who he is, Kenny Aronoff, go to the website and just see the massive yeah. discography that and he has. And he's loud, too. He's played with everybody. Yeah, he's, and he's loud. Bombastic. His drum is loud. His mouth is loud. <laughs> and he's a wonderful guy, but he's up in your face. Yeah. And he's, just, he's that guy. You know? Which makes him a great interview. It makes him a movie. great drummer, yeah. too. Yeah. It makes him a great drummer to lead the band. Hit it, yeah, you know? he's not afraid. Yeah, he's yeah. not afraid at all. Yeah, and it's cool to see them all together because this movie reminded me of The Wrecking Crew. I don't know if you saw yeah, that yeah, documentary. Yeah, I saw Yeah, I, well, I know a lot of those guys. Okay. I play with oh, a lot of those guys. Yeah, well, we had Denny Tedesco, the director, in here. We talked because his dad was. When I played with Tommy Tedesco. You, you did? Go. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a great movie. And it too. seemed like they were a. a, a Al Blaine, uh, Earl Palmer. I played with all those guys. Don Peake. One of them still plays over here at the Hot Potato Club. That's probably Don Peake, the guitar player. He yeah, plays there sometimes, yeah. Um, they all <clears throat> were like a group, right? And that bass player, whatever her name is, she was fantastic. Badass. Carol Kink. Yeah. 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 They would yeah. all come yeah. together for, a, for projects like Pet Carol Sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, it just didn't seem like the, the hired guns were kind of lone guns as well. Yeah. You know, like oh, they, weren't, yeah. they weren't always brought in together, so it's interesting yeah. to hear you work with this guy there, this guy, this mm-hmm. guy there, but it seems like the, the wrecking crew always came in together, so I thought that was kind well, of Well, it seemed like it, but it, not, not really. Is it not really? No. <laughs> I mean, they did, there's a lot of things they did together. It's on certain records, they would always show up at the same Phil Spector session. Mm-hmm. But I worked for Phil Spector, too, when I was, was younger. Back I came and- back here. I don't know. I don't see any guns back then. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I just heard an interview with Jimmy Iovine and the Howard Stern mm-hmm. show and talking yeah. about just Phil coming into those Beatles sessions, two yeah. guns, and he's just go <laughs> yeah, right, shoot yeah. up the bathroom and come back out. Okay, what are we doing? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I guess that'll get everyone's attention. <laughs> we finally got him in a little trouble, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, a little. Hey, did you ever run into Cher when you were kicking around with uh, Phil? I did, yeah, I did her last record. Shit. Shut up. Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah, something she did for a movie about three years ago. I played guitar on it. I love Cher. Yeah. Oh, right. All right. Still getting it done. Hugely. Yeah. So and I played too. on Donnie Marie Osmond records. I used to play on their records. That's what, and that's the other thing I like that. about the film is that that variety is allowed. You know, it's yeah. not just mm-hmm. it's a, it's it's a not movie that's headlined by rockers, mm-hmm. but you get to meet all manner yeah. of music makers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll well, go. the one yeah. guy said he was playing with Mandy Moore, was it? And yeah. he, he said that was just the begin. That was just one mm-hmm. bar- part of the way to get going. And right. people were like, "Oh, well, she's a little, you know, not exactly his style." He's like, mm-hmm. "It's a job, and I get to know people, and I get to do the work and watch people work." Yeah, See, really. my thing is, I, I I just always thought I didn't have no style. <laughs> I, I play with everybody. Have a good time. Yeah. yeah. I play, used to play with Ethel Merman, you know. Really? 
Really? Yeah. I play with Ethel Merman, then I play with Tom Jones, then I play with Engelbert Humperdinck, and then I go back and play with Diana Ross. And, wow. You know, I play with Stevie Wonder, and, and I played with Herbie Hancock and Dizzy Gillespie and Stanley Tarantino, all those guys, Donald Byrd, you know. Okay, check out Ray Parker Jr.'s well, discography, discography when you don't look at Kenny Aronoff. Yeah. No, that's going to match him for length. Yeah. The, the other thing somebody was saying is that you also have to just be a cool person to hang out with. Like the first you got to be cool you to got to be with. cool, right? Yes. Yeah. You can't be you great be and piss everybody off because mm -hmm. music is very spiritual. Yeah. And if you put the wrong vibe in the room, you may be playing great, but you're killing the rest of us now. Yeah. We don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And so it needs to jail. Like the like the, I forgot the one was it Rick Zombie said that in there. Oh, Rob Zombie. Yeah, one is it yep. Rob Zombie? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you gotta have you gotta find the right guy that fits in with everybody else. Yeah, because he makes said it click too. Anybody can be great. Yeah. So you do that first. You get the great ones, yeah. and then you—that's your ticket to the lotto. Now you got to win it. Now you got to win it by win it. Yeah. By not only being able to yeah. to play that style or whatever mm -hmm. it is, but also be able to hang. Yeah. Because you're going to be around people, each other. You know, making money. That people try to make it harder than it has to be. If you are very talented and you have a decent personality, you ain't even got to be the greatest. Just don't offend everybody, right? Right. And let me tell you the big one: show up on time, be reliable. And be reliable. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make 10 times much money? Just uh, where, they, where they, everybody's not thinking about, where is he? Yeah. yeah. And you want to separate yourself from 80% oh, of the people. You're yes. done already. Because already. the band leader, the first thing he says is, okay, the plane leaves in an hour. Is everybody here at the airport? We're going to Japan. It's the last flight. I mean, you know, so. Yeah. And if you're the guy who comes in really late, I mean, they want to get rid of you. Right. Yeah, they, they know can't sooner be babysitting or later, you. Sooner or later, you're going to miss the gig, and we're all going to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's all of the above, showing up on time, being in tune, having your instrument ready all the time. Be prepared. Don't be fixing the guitar at the, <laughs> at the session. Have it, that's your problem. Have it done. I Come in with the top-notch gear, top-notch you, mentally ready. Don't stay out late and not be sleeping you know, and forget what's going on. You know. that, that sounds like... This was the perfect transition from you as a kid because it sounds like when you were a kid, you just had those qualities. Oh, you yeah, I did it from just, day one. Yeah. It's not even weird for you. It, in my opinion, I've only known you for about 20 minutes. It sounds to me like you would uh, would never think to be late or not no. be prepared. No, I want to be there. Yeah. Never missed a gig in my life. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Alice Cooper comes off in this movie as like the godfather. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. people, people come in and out of his band, and, of his band, and he yeah. is... More than happy to let them go. He's real yeah. fluid with like it. Like Jason Hook came yeah. in, he's mm -hmm. like, "You got five finger death punch, be free, fly, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know." Fly, and then he fly, spread bird, your fly. wings. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but who comes in? Like Nina Strauss then comes. Or yeah, Nina exactly. Strauss comes yeah, in. Somebody else. Lo and comes behold, in she's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And mm -hmm. his band is awesome again. Yeah. And that sort of fluidity mm -hmm. that he allows, I think, just says that's a win called for confidence. Everybody. By the way, <laughs> yeah, it is. If you have confidence in what you're doing, you don't feel like you want to hold the other people back. You know, it's like, oh, this guy's really good. He should be making his own record. What are you doing? You're working for me. You know, <laughs> you ain't going to make no money working for me. You got to get out, you know, mm -hmm. get out and do your own thing. How did, if, I, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Uh, how did you go from having that fluidity yourself to having your own band? Well, I always, my ego was always bigger than my talent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was. I see. Okay. Yeah, well, all right. Be reliable. Uh -huh. yeah. Huge ego that's bigger than because your talent. Because it's not easy to make that transition from. N not an offensive ego. Right. But Really big, <laughs> uh, like the the Barry White said. You know, well, how did I meet Barry White? Well, first of all, I was a ghetto kid from Detroit, and I had a T-shirt, black tank top, so I could show off my muscles. Well, sure. And mm -hmm. but in silver letters, I had "I'm a fucking genius." Oh well, there you okay. go. <laughs> so and That's... then I went to Barry White's session. And he was playing music really loud, and I hadn't met him yet. And I took the stop button, and <gasps> hit the turn off all the music. Wait, right? are you insane? Uh, yeah, pretty oh my much. God. And then he started cussing. He was like, "What the happened to this?" What? Then he looked around and everybody's looking at the little kid in the back. And I was like, "Excuse me, Mr. White, but I got an idea for your song." And he, he first he just turned around and got quiet. Everybody said he's gonna sit on you. <laughs> but then you know he said, "Well, get out there and play it." Then yeah, you know? and I played it and he loved it and we were friends. Yeah, you know? that was it. Did you really but, have an idea for the song? Yes. Okay. I had a great idea. I wouldn't have done all that. If, first of all. I had an ego, but I I knew when to shut up. Okay, so but you I only, can back it up. Yeah, exactly. If I wasn't gonna back it up, yeah, you know, I mean, I had a great idea for this song. Right. And so that made my ego even bigger. Uh huh. So then you know I went out to the car and got the other half of my ego and brought it through the door. Oh lord. And just went for it. You know. That's so cool. So, well, I went to a Q and A with Richard Dreyfus once, and mm -hmm. he says in, in in acting it's the same kind of thing. You got an audition? I'm gonna do everything short of. Uh, 
or maybe including driving a car into yes. the wall into that room yeah, exactly. so they notice me yeah, yeah. yeah. you know so i they yeah. make no mistake it's that impression was made business it's just yeah. not you know you so you got to move and do it but you got to have an ego where you don't offend people you yeah. can't sit around. I'm the great. I'm better than you. You can't do that. It's it's got to be. Look at that cube. He thinks he's really, <laughs> you know. So it's got to have. You got to be in the middle there. So they find you adorably. Yes. Conceited. Adorably conceited. Yes. <laughs> and it helps to be younger when you're gonna if you're gonna do. If this. you're gonna pull that. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. You, you know, don't think it fly get, right now? No. It no. You start right. to get older and it's like oh punk. <laughs> so it's, it works better as when you're a young kid and everybody's and, laughing at you anyway. That's right. Oh, that's true, because you're already a joke, because you're yeah, just you're a kid. A joke. Why are you you're here? already a joke, so you can take the advantage of being a joke. You know? cool. And how old are you when you were approached about Ghostbusters? I was 29 years old. Wow. All right, let's cut to a little clip here of Hired Gun, where <gasps> oh. he talks about that very thing, yes. and then we'll, then yeah. we'll elaborate on okay. it. And I was sleepy on there, but I had just landed from Japan. <laughs> so when you see my you eyes... You looked a little mellow. Like, yeah, because <laughs> some people said, he's high. <laughs> but no, I don't get high. I was, I was sleepy. I just got off a plane from Japan. Dang. First of all... I never, ever could possibly imagine that I could write a song that would become part of worldwide folklore. It's not even American folklore. While I was in California, I'll never forget, I had dinner at Spago's, and across the street was this black billboard. And every week or so many days, they put different things around. So now they got the circle going. And I'm like, wonder what that is. You know? Well, guess what? The phone rings. Here's Gary Lamell from Columbia Pictures, and he's saying, Ray, there's a movie coming out. He says, have you seen these black posters where we got the circle? <laughs> it's about time to get the ghost in there. The movie's coming out, okay? So this is going to happen fast. And he says, we've now spent a year, year and a half calling everybody. We've hired everybody. We've spent millions of dollars. But the director is insistent upon the word Ghostbusters must be in the song. Okay, so let's take it from there. <laughs> you said take it from there. Take it. <laughs> If you've had a dose of freaky ghosts, baby, you better call. Ghostbusters! Ow! That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wanted to hit the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, first of all, I did not realize, because I was not living in L.A. at the time, that Ghostbusters was being teased by having those billboards. Yeah. That must have been cool. That was so cool. really just a red circle. Well, no, first it was just a black billboard. Just bla- oh, like my a gosh. Week. Right? And he drive by and go, it's a oh. black billboard. What is, I mean, what's, you know, there was what nothing it? there. Then they, a week later, they came and they did like the red circle. Oh. And I think it was just part of the red circle. We could see him paint and be like, okay, we have a circle. And then they went and put the cross in. Mm-hmm. I think they put the ghost in next. Then they put the cross in. I don't know how they did it. But it was interesting, yeah. That's cool. But when I got the phone call to work on it, I was sitting in Spago looking at the post. Oh, right, right you know, there on Sunset. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. That's so, amazing. That's yeah. cool. As you said in the, in the clip here, that Reitman says the title's got to be. This is just an instinct he has. He knows is going to work. The title's got to be in the I song. I don't think he knew it was going to work. He just wanted the name of his movie in the song. <laughs> That's amazing. It just too. the unfortunate part is the name of his movie was Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's like what? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I was melodically off the top. I was on board until he said that. I was like, <laughs> you want the words? Ghostbusters to the end the song in the music, but I thought you wanted happy bar band music. How do you sing Ghostbusters? You know. Well, how did the, you figure that out? Well, I I didn't for a long time. Uh huh. But right at the night before, um, I remember part of the movie where they had the the phone number and the guys with the backpacks. Mm-hmm. So when you're sleepy at three thirty in the morning, they look like insect guys to me, or or roto cle- drain oh, like cleaner exterminators guys. or something, or, or drain cleaner guys. Yeah. And all of those commercials say, "Who you gonna call? Or who do you, who do you call? Yeah. When you got a problem, call us. Or they had all that kind of phrase. They said, "Who do you call? Who should you call if does this happen? Or, or if this happens, call us. Oh, so that, like roto rooter or something. Exactly. Yeah. So that gave me the call thing, and I just said, "That's it. Yeah. I'm not gonna say Ghostbusters. I don't say it ever in the record." We I all just yell go, it. That's right. I just go, <laughs> we did just who are you going to call? <laughs> so I just say, who are you going to call? And then the phone number's there with the guys. And you know, and I let the crowd say it. Because if the crowd says it, they're already supposed to be corny. So it doesn't yeah. matter. It's only corny if I say Ghostbusters. Yeah, but you could be all sexy and kind of exactly. sweet. Yeah, by the, I do the, I do the right. lead into it and mm. the crowd delivers it. You know, So it keeps me on the good side of things. That's very clever. Who is that crowd? Hmm? Yeah, Who are the who people yelling crowd? Ghostbusters? Oh, it's, now you want some drama. Mm. Oh, yes, I do. Who are those people? <laughs> this was my little Valley 17-year-old girlfriend who was in high school. Uh-oh. And she went and got her friends. Shut yes. up. And yes, I got her pregnant, and she's the mother of my oldest son. And there's some good and bad to it, but, you know, 
if it helped Ghostbusters become a hit, I guess I got to live with so it. That's <laughs> who's yelling Ghostbusters. Yes, it's her and her friends, and they'd never been in the studio before. And it was seven thirty in the morning before they went to school. And so every time, were, every time you, like, they were so excited. And they, I, what's interesting is they got that Valley girl. You know, I'm coming from Detroit, so yeah. we talk differently. Oh yeah. My, who you gonna call? So, but they had that Valley girl. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. And it's just the two different accents. Perfect. Really work, yeah, it worked perfect. Yeah, because it was like I'm the ghetto guy in the middle of the California Valley, and the Valley oh. girls are they're they're doing their thing, and it really just I think it's just addiction just had a, a flavor to it, you know. Even people didn't know what they were listening to. It was like, well, he's here, but they're over there. They're different from him, mm-hmm. but it worked. So that was just the way that came about. And now every time it's like Ghostbusters, <clears throat> that's uh, your yeah. mo- that's your mother. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And you can hear a little bit. Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, a happy sound. Did you just have them do it once or twice and reuse it, or did they have to go through everything? No, they had to go through everything. everything. Yeah, well, we didn't have any uh, computers. Oh, that's back right. Then. You couldn't just so grab you couldn't it and sample it and drag it around. There was no sampler. Did you? You didn't. Couldn't even auto tune it. No. Yeah. No. They just oh, did so it all the way down. <laughs> they they just them, kept yelling. I had them do it a couple of times. They did it all the way down a couple of times. Split it left and right, and that was that. That's it. Well, I think it's magical because I can't help. Sometimes they were on the along. beat. Sometimes they were off. Sometimes we go. Yeah, they were all over the place. You know. And so somebody just <laughs> Valley Girl's friend is on yeah. the big, one of the biggest songs of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were hired guns, Paul. That's true. You have to understand. That's a good you point, have to bring Karen. in the right people for the job. Yes, they were hired mm. guns. So let's get to that video then. All right, so it's directed by Ivan Reitman, yes. who directed the film. Mm-hmm. And is it him who just, like, is the same kind of thing? I want Ghostbusters in the name of my song. I want all my friends. Well, believe it or not, that was, more of, that was more of sort of my thing. Oh. Because they were talking about shooting a video, and I was like, singing to a ghost? I mean, like, my, I'm, I'm a real ladies, man. All my songs are romantic. You yeah. Know, I got a woman needs, I mean, you know, I got the girl thing. Well, you got her in and the Clive bedroom Davis, at the beginning. And, and Clive Davis yeah. felt, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Clive Davis <laughs> felt the same way. So I said, well, I guess if the Saturday Night Live guys are in it, it can't, you know, it won't be taken as seriously and it'll be a different kind That's of smart. And then Ivan Reitman just went over the top as she usually does. And he just said, well, let's put everybody in there. <laughs> <Get> everybody, <you laughs> like Terry so Garsh. Yeah, yeah. right? I was looking at people like, Columbo? Really? <laughs> right. you know, in a Ray Parker Jr. video? You know, it's like, really? Joni Mitchell and Ray Parker Jr.? Yeah, Carly Simon. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Carly, yeah Carly yeah. Simon and Ray Parker Jr. video? I mean, what is, what's going on here? You know, so it, it got crazy and over the top. But it was a, it was a huge success. And it was a, I think it was the first black video on MTV right after they said we ain't playing any black videos. We don't care what it is. Wait, they said that? They, why would oh, yeah. They say so you, you guys I guess they didn't put out a no. press release. No, no, no. no. They, they used to <laughs> say it. That was that? just slow. Because that's just the way it was. MTV mm-hmm. in the beginning was straight white rock and roll. And that's what they said. Oh. I mean, that's the way they pushed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and almost like, you know, it's, it's funny. God has a sense of humor. Don't ever say what you ain't going to do. Nah, it's just a rap station. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, that's it. Which I think well, that is was like just reality shows. Yeah, but it's yeah. just so much the opposite of the way it started. And and there was a DJ uh, Johnson, JJ Johnson, was yeah. the black DJ at the time. And he looked at me and says, "You're Rodeo, the first one." It says, "If you and Michael Jackson, Thriller, mm-hmm. in the first video, they ain't supposed to be playing this, you know." But they put those two on. Well, it, I, 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 did, I do have something to back that up. Uh, I was reading about the other woman video. Yeah. Now, that's interesting. I think that people... They wouldn't play that on MTV. Interracial relationship. Why? Yeah, because yeah, it was interracial relationship and it was rock and roll. And I was a black guy singing it. And it, that didn't go over like that, you know. Yeah. I don't even So we had to cut I'm a whole nother video with Apollonia in it. For yeah. real? Oh, well, yes. there's nothing wrong with Apollonia. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. If you're going to have to pick somebody yeah, else... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe an upgrade from what's her name yeah. was in the other one. Oh, hey. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. But, um, but so is it interesting to you that people always put Ghostbusters in with like Halloween songs? It's the number one Halloween song. Isn't it crazy? Isn't yeah. It but but it's I mean, the they, other woman th- video that's got the vampires I, I know. <laughs> and I the know. gothic castles and I all know. that. In it. None of these things make sense. And guess what? I'm scared of ghosts. <laughs> I'm scared of the dark. I don't even go in the house by myself. So well, it's well, how you should ironic, call Ghostbusters. How ironic is it that my biggest song has to do with ghosts and darkness and all that stuff, and I'm, wow. I'm most afraid of that than anything. It's like I should be going the opposite way. Like you said, God laughs. <laughs>, laughs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As soon Certainly. as you say it to you, I don't like, okay, well, I'm going to make that your theme. You know? This is your thing. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's really, some things are really interesting what how it comes about and happens. What do you think 
accounts for the song's longevity. I mean, I could listen to seven or eight other songs, maybe 30, yeah. from 1984 and go, whew, dated. And I listen to this yeah. one, no. it's like, everybody still loves it. It's yeah. still a yeah. huge and a big deal. Well, that's the problem they have in the film company. They're trying to make a new version of it, a re-recorded. Yeah. And the public's like, what's wrong with the old one? Yeah. Yeah. The drums sound okay to the bass. I mean, we don't want to hear it done hip-hop style. For the 2016. Just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's one of those songs... <clears throat> Like the twist, I guess. Yeah. Remember the twist? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I used to pray, boy, I, could, I wish I could get you a song. You ever play with like Chubby Check? No. Okay. Never played. <laughs> right. But I used to, when I was a kid, I used to say, oh, I want a song like that where everybody does the same thing and everybody knows what it is. And, mm-hmm. and I end up getting you one. You have one for sure. Like, yeah. I want to be like Chubby Check. Everybody knows what the twist is. You think Chubby Check, or, you know? The, the cool thing about um, your song, I think, is that it's rock and roll, though. It's not cheesy. And like yeah. you, we're going against some odds there with the cheesy factor yeah, yeah. and having to get the you yeah, know, like you yeah. said. But it's it does a little bit of everything. It just fits. Yeah. It just right walks right in the middle of everything. You know, mm-hmm. it could be a disco, it's a club record. You can dance right. to it. It has just enough melody. You can sing along with it. It has all yep. those memorable phrases that everybody you know you can hear in your head. It's really easy to sing. It's not complex. You know? It has that moment where. Uh, when I was when I was younger, uh, and they would play it at the school dance, I would be so excited, as you can imagine, because I love Ghostbusters. I would be so excited. I wanted to sing with you. Yeah. Bustin' makes me feel good. Exactly. Right. And All you always want to do it. That's the best part. Yeah. Yeah. But it's tricky because sometimes they'll do like a dance remake, and you will run out to the middle of the floor and yell, "Bustin' makes me feel good." Yeah. And that part that doesn't happen yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, a complete yeah, idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. That happened to me many times. It's called premature. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd be like, hmm, sorry. You saw the film 10 times. In the theater. In the theater. Yeah. And where, where, when? No, it's not my. <laughs> I know where it's supposed to be in the regular version. It's when they gotcha, do like a dance, dance version. Yeah, yeah, and, and then one, I yeah. just, well, I run out and I'm like, yeah, yeah good. Yeah. And then it doesn't mm. happen. Yeah, that came later mm. on, the, on the Chartbusters album, right? They had an extended Ghostbusters song. Oh, they started they? doing a bunch yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. England, it went number one eight times. With different remixes. So I've heard it everywhere. I don't know which way I was going to say, uh, six countries I I counted online. U.S., Canada, Belgium, France, Spain, and South Africa where it went to number one. Oh, it went 52 countries. To number one? Yeah, to number one or number two. 52 oh, no countries. Well, I didn't look at number two. You met, but you listed, <laughs> but it was more number ones. It was yeah. like half of those. Really? France would Internet? I think Giving the, me facts. Only Michael Jackson sold more records in, in France. I think the singles sold two million singles in France. By the way, I like 50,000 was gold in France. <laughs> we sold 2 million wow. Ghostbusters singles in France. Wow. Yeah, so it went number one, and there was a lot of places this thing went crazy all over the world. You wrote the song. Did you also produce it and mix it, and did you do any of the instruments? I did everything. You did everything. That's me, 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 and me. A couple that's... of overdubs from some friends later, but mostly really? the So the drums, just, uh, the bass line, me. it's you? That's me. Yeah, everything's me. That's awesome. But I went that's to, so great. the reason why I know what it did, because I went to Khan. Mm-hmm. Film festival, and they gave us an award there, and it was a goal of platinum album with for ten or fifteen million albums at that time, and the single had done like way past that, and then they were announcing all the countries, and they they gave me awards from all the countries where it had blown up, you know, and I and I I, I never could hang them because it's too many awards. What do I do with all these things? It's like no, trophy room. Yeah, the Who number one in Brazil, room? number one. I mean, so no. all these countries, you know. Did you get your, the Elvis Trophy crazy, room. Yeah. Did your dad get to know about that? Was yes. He, oh, that's he was around for all that. Yeah. So great. First house I bought was the house for my dad. No. Mom and dad, yeah. They thought I was still poor. No. You know, and your California, mom's probably we were, like. We dressed like this, jeans, T-shirts, no yeah. socks. So you, but your parents look at you like, oh, he's doing well? No shoes. Okay, he, got, <laughs> he lost his shoes, you know. And I, when I came out here, I had a big four-door Lincoln Continental. And then I ended up with a Mercedes where you had the, that was the, you had to crank the seat and crank the windows right. down. And my dad looked at look at that itty bitty car. He can't pick us up from the airport. He's got to rent a car to get us from the airport. Well, so they thought I was doing bad. You being know. a Ford man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow. Like that piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until I bought my parents a house that, you know, somebody, some of the relatives said, no, I think your son's doing okay. <laughs> it takes the aunts and Things uncles going to tell pretty you. good. Yeah, they were like, mm-hmm. he's doing pretty good. Two million in France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they didn't know that, but they just knew he's doing okay. The boy's doing okay. So glad they got to see him. And that's way before Ghostbusters. That was like in jail, oh, yeah, yeah. you know. So yeah. they were like, you know, so I bought my dad some huge house. The first one I took him to, he said, that's wonderful. But we're too old. Your mom can't get up and down these stairs. Uh, so I had to go back and get a different house that, you know, they could clean themselves. The well, they, they used to take care of themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. And the first house was like on acres, had a river going through so my dad could fish in the backyard and 
you know, huge palace gates, and, and the kitchen was half step up, and the living room was steps. And I says, your mom can't be going a half step up, two, three steps up to the kitchen, four steps down to the living room. Did you say like, it comes with servants and yeah, people yeah, to take yeah. care of you? <laughs> but yeah. I just, I really hadn't thought of that, you know, because yeah. they were older. They were like in their 60s. They were like, we, you know, this is a beautiful house, but that's for some young people. We're too old. So they just wanted a house on one level, mm-hmm. something they could, you know, so I went and got them a house on one level. It's still in a nice neighborhood, beautiful. I'm trying to get my That's parents great. into a house and, on one level. And they lived there for 20 years. <laughs> 20 more well, years. My parents have lived, my parents have lived where they are now for 50 years. Yeah. And they're not going anywhere. I'm like, but you're both in wheelchairs and there's stairs in the front. Yeah, we built no. a ramp. Just no. get the one level, the first Trust floor me, entrance. Trust me, my parents weren't going anywhere either, but they yeah. were in the inner city. Oh. And I said, when I visit you, I'm scared. Yeah, right? you're right. I'm not going back there. And so the coup happened is I got my dad on my side because I showed my dad a nice house. He was like, I ain't got to pay for it. I said, nothing. See, I'm going to pay for all the bills and pay for everything. So my dad was on my side. So what we really did was we got the house, got the decorator to put all the furniture in, make it like show nice, right? Mm-hmm. Then we went and picked up my mom one day for lunch, drove her around a little bit. She, little did she know, we had already got the movers are moving. As soon as we left the house, movers getting all this, get outside. The house wasn't, but you know, three times the size of the garage. So oh we put all gosh. the stuff, get it all out. Right. And we took her to this place, and she thought we were going to somebody else's house. Sure. And as soon as she saw it, she says, wow, that's really nice. And I'll never forget it where she says, when you open the front door, there's a little landing. You don't, you're not already in the living room. <laughs> See, the house we live in, if you, you, know, if you yeah. open the door, you're in the living room. Right? Yeah, so the is... cold air is coming in. Everybody's freezing. You know, they've got blankets when they watch TV. And she thought it was so cool that it was an entryway, a proper, formal entryway that went somewhere to the different, you know. And she says, wow, this is a nice place, da-da-da. I said, well, Mom, it's your place. She says, no, I'm not moving. I says, well, you're, you're, st- you're already moved. <laughs> you're your stuff is out. Your <laughs> stuff way, will be here in like moving. 15 minutes, you know, half an hour. Your stuff will all be here. you know. And uh, so she loved it once she got it. That's in. awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't mean to make you cry. Well, that. that's a wonderful story. <laughs> yeah. It's just wonderful that you were able to do that for your parents, but also the yeah. fact that. They took good care of me, my parents. Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to play on all the things that I did and do the stuff that I did. And. So for me, the first thing I wanted to do is my dad worked really hard, double shifts at four, and you see him coming with the boots all up, you know, snow. It's like, oh. And I went out there and saw it one time. As soon as I saw it, I was like, you come here? I ain't (laughs) never coming back here. (laughs) I don't even want to take a tour here, you know. And uh, so when I got him the house, I said, you'll never, ever spend another dime. And I I paid for the food, the service, everything, taxes, you know, just everything. And did they have their did they have their friends from the inner city come on and visit? Yes. Yeah. And one in particular, this story you got to hear this story. Okay. This one. <laughs> the guy across the street, his son was in jail all the time, oh. but his dad had a nice Cadillac and all the stuff. He spent money. He said he spent all the money on the kids' guitar and wasting money. You could have a new car, but his son was always in jail, so right. he spent more money than my father on his kids. But he was paying for lawyers trying right. to get him. Never did get his kids out of jail. So and he would always make fun of my dad. So this guy mm-hmm. came over. And I wasn't there, but my dad's telling me the story. He says, he came over to the house here when we were moving in. He says, wow, this place. And I have like 40 Christmas trees in the backyard lined up. And everything's gorgeous. And he says, what does it cost to heat this place? And my dad looked at him. He says, he says, at that moment, he was like, this is why I bought my son a guitar. He's, he's thinking to himself, but he didn't say it. But he looked at the other guy. He says, I don't, I don't know. I've never seen a bill. My son takes care of it all. You know? And that was it for yes. him. He says, that's right. That's right. So he says, all that time I didn't buy those cars and other stuff that you do, you, your son's right. in jail still. Yeah. And my son's, this is how we live. This is how we roll. He says, I don't know anything. My son takes care of everything. And so he was very proud there. And they lived there another 20 years till they were like in their late, you know, mid to late 80s. Oh, I love Thinking that. Thinking back at my, my parents' house, the one I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the door opens to the living room. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You come right in. You're in the living room. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everyone I know back yeah. home. Yeah, that's that how happened. it is. And the best part is, well, uh. no matter where I sent my mom, she just didn't want to go. Buy no. her first class ticket to the Canary Island. She's bored out of her mind. I won't come home. She does not like to travel. My brother's the same way. I, me and my dad, we're in a different club. Right. My dad says, son. And, and back in the day, if you were a recording star, they give you you know, five, six first-class tickets going everywhere. That's back when money was good. Yeah, right, they don't right. do that now. No. It comes out of your royalties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But back then, you just tickets everywhere. And my dad said, son, I got a bag parked next to the bed. I don't need no advance notice. Just tell me where we're going. Oh, 
I right. love it. Did you and ever so, go anywhere cool with him? Yeah, everywhere cool. Yeah. I mean, he's seen Japan. Oh. We were in England. He, he was with us when we did that, that video. Yeah. He's seen Germany. He's seen Belgium. He's seen every place. Did they go to Maybe. the Oscars? No, uh, they did Ghostbusters not go. was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, they did not go to the Oscars. I almost didn't go to the Oscars. Wait, what? Why not? Because I, I wasn't. Pay- I didn't go to the Grammys when I got the Grammy. Yeah, won the Grammy too. Did, did yeah, someone yeah. not just, call you and mention it? Well, or? I just wasn't that guy. Wait, you, like won, to go you won out and too you much. didn't. Wait a minute, you didn't go, go on stage and do the whole thing. I end up going to the Oscars, and I remember not really knowing what the Oscars was because <laughs> really, I wasn't paying no attention. I was only twenty nine. So clearly, you didn't perform. I did perform. You did perform. Yeah, that's because how, that's, that's why the, I had to go. That's wait a minute. But that's the infamous year. That Anne Reinking sang Phil Collins' "Against All Odds" song. Uh-huh. That's right. Like that back then, they weren't necessarily too. getting the artists to sing. Exactly. Oh. I was the only artist who performed his own song. Oh. And, and I they just... spent a half a million dollars on the performance. They had uh, the comedian there. They had all the dancers. They had this whole set, and it went on for like eight, nine minutes. And it was the opening of the '57. Oscars. I gotta rewatch that. And you can see it on YouTube. Yeah, I gotta see that. Uh, I should too because I just that. watched Dan Reinking, you know, yeah. crushing. Uh, but it was crushing's a good now. Big performance. <laughs> they had a stage set up, the orchestra. I mean, it was really bigger than life. Huh. And then who beats you? The guy you sweat for yeah. Yeah. and worked your heart yeah. out for is Stevie Wonder goes yeah. and beats yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He beats me. Yeah. <laughs> I just was thinking back to that little uh, kid in, in the studio who had the I'm, I'm fucking great shirt yeah. who hit the button. Mm-hmm. That guy didn't go, well, I don't know. I didn't go to the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't go to the Grammys. <laughs> well, you know, the boring part of my life is I really go to, I didn't really go out. You know, like, I never went to parties. I never went to any high school parties. Mm. And well, you had no time. You're practicing. Yeah, and in the day here, but even after success, I never went to Carlos and Charlie's too much because everybody would get into fights and stuff. You know? Yeah. So I didn't do any drugs. I didn't do any cocaine. I didn't really drink except for a glass of wine. And so there was really nothing for me to do there. That's why your voice is in such yeah. great shape. And, and there was all these no good girls there. Oh, well, yeah, well. They're trying yeah. to get you in trouble. They want to be on the I next guess, Ghostbusters song. I got yelling. sued once or twice in the early days. I was oh. like, I didn't even do anything. You know, I was like, this yeah. is expensive getting these lawyers to <laughs> tell everybody that I didn't do anything, that I'm right. innocent. I was already innocent. But, you know, innocent, you can spend a lot of money being innocent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's cheaper to just not be there. It's cheaper to not be there. Mm. Like, you start hiring lawyers, at, at back in those days, like 25, 30 grand a pop. You didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But now you got to go to court and say you didn't do anything. So you get your lawyer, he's, he's 25, 30 grand immediately. Now when you call Mark Garagos or whatever, I'm sure when Chris Brown, I'm sure that's a half a million buck. Oh, call. yeah. It's going to be way more expensive. It don't matter what. Please say you didn't do it. But they also couldn't just stop at the half a mm-hmm. minute. But it's expensive. And I started thinking, man, you know how much, what a party we could throw in the backyard if we don't spend 25 grand? <laughs> now, you eventually. Throw 10 parties. <laughs> you eventually met somebody because you have a, a wife and children and whatnot? Yeah. Okay. yeah I, have, I have. I married my wife, who I've mm-hmm. been with now 23 years. There you go. We dated four years before that. Mm-hmm. And before her, I never even lived with a girl. It's almost our numbers. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I never even lived with a girl because yeah. she, she's the only one that I could share my space with that didn't get on my nerves <laughs> and, you know, so, so it was almost like she was a hired gun and you had to try her out she was a good artist yeah. you had to make sure you guys Keeper? could yeah. gel, 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 gel together gel, yeah. like you can be in my band you yeah. can live with me yeah mm-hmm. you, you play out now oh, all the time, all yeah, the time. I just, yeah i just i was in singapore a month ago i was playing there and i go to japan at least twice a year switzerland i don't like to play some of the other shows i like to play the fun gigs mm-hmm where the food's good, the flights are good. I was going to say, all those places, when he said play out, I thought you meant like the big potato. You said like Switzerland. I can't make no money there. <laughs> yeah, the hotel cafe. I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't go check you out at the hotel <laughs> no, cafe. Mm. We can do that in my house. We can right. play with jam. Oh, great. Well, all right, that's over. better. Yeah, that's yeah. better. We'll bring the guitar. Yeah. Now, when you go out and play, do you do radio songs? Absolutely. That's cool. I play the hits. Let's go over a few of those. All right, that's and great. by the way, I don't do the reggae version of it. I just play it like the record. Right. Because you haven't heard it in 20 years. I shouldn't I just play it like the record and just play it the way people like to hear it? You know? why, why would you change it? Is there that? a reggae version of those? No, but I oh. mean, when I go to concerts, sometimes the artists, they don't even play their oh, own right, hits. Right, they right. start doing some funny stuff. That's like, what Hall & Oates does. They, they do the, you, they do the reggae the version of their song. Songs. Yes. True. You're right. That's exactly, you nailed it. They always do yeah, the reggae version. I haven't seen you in 25 years. I drove all the way out here, parked my car, paid my money, sang the song. Sing the song the way I remember you recorded it. Yes. I think this would happen for any. Anybody who dives into your 
discography, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. Uh, be like, Ghostbusters, yes. Oh, and then I remember, for me, it was The Other Woman. That was yeah. the number two song that came to mind. But then when you start digging, it becomes a game we play here sometimes called That's Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, wait, yeah. oh, that's, oh, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. He's yeah. Saying, that. That's right. He's saying this. Just like you do. Mm. Don't kid yourself. Into thinking that she don't. You know how many people made love to your voice. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah if these songs don't get you laid, then baby go maker see a voice doctor. right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if you want to play some of these or uh, you can't change that. Also a, a radio too. Pre Ghostbusters. You're the only one I love, and you can't change that. You're the only one I need, and you can't change that. There you go. <laughs> Um, the other woman I've mentioned a couple times. That's, that's easy to play. Uh, oh. I'm just the average guy. I fool around a little on the side. <laughs> Never thought it would amount to much. Never met a girl whose love was so tough. Who'd have thought a one-night stand could turn into such a hot romance? Mm, but when she did it to me, I slipped. And fell in love. That was kind of my naughty record. Yeah, that's a little, um, <laughs> a little suggestive. A little, a little suggestive. Oh. Well, the, the, mm. the woman who needs love yeah. needs to get it every night or something. Yeah. Isn't that a lyric like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all right. That's all right. And this, the, I love this song. Oh, oh, hello. I'm all confused and I don't know what to do. I still can't get over loving Billy Idol liked this song a lot. He was going to record that. I thought that would have been great. Oh, oh yeah. that would have been really neat. has got an eyes without yeah. a face. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, to it totally does. I love all those sort of science songs that came out back then. They had this sort of driving beat. Me too. And But at the same time, Layered it was... vocals and stuff. Take yeah. Me Home is another one. Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. He had the yeah. do, 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 oh, I love Take Me Home. Drive. It, it also reminds me of something from Breakfast Club. Uh, I can't think of it. Uh, I like the fact that it's with uh, Mysterious too, but there's like a slowness to it. Yeah, but yeah. then it's still driving yeah, yeah, at the same time. Yeah. And then this one... Well, just play a little bit. We didn't play this one the other day when we were uh, fishing through the songs. You found some more. No. Oh, shut up! (laughs) She used to be my girl. Oh, that's great. It's hard to imagine her with someone else besides myself. See, that's a special song to me because I used to host this TV show called Solid Gold. And when Just I met my wife, gold, no big I, deal. Then when I met my wife, she was in the audience. Oh, I thought you were going to say she was a solid gold song. dancer. No, Get out of here. That would have been even better, but it didn't happen like that. <laughs> and worse proud. than that, I was with another girl that night. So oh. we had to reconnect in Las Vegas like a year or so later. Oh, yeah. He works it out, though. Yeah, he gets it done. We work and we get, we get we hooked so back up a year or so later. <laughs> but dump this hired gun. And we took a picture together. You know, we took a picture together at the solid gold show. Yeah. But I was with somebody else, and she was there with one of the dancers, and the dancer tried to. He told her I was gay anyway, so don't worry about it. You know? Oh, okay. I think, I think he had a, move. Yeah, he's that's, doing that. That's the move. Yeah, the, the that's punk. A, Come yeah. on. You should stand on your own merit. Uh, it's hard for him to stand on his own merit when he, he's wearing spandex. Uh, that yeah. could have done and it, And you were there playing guitar <laughs> and singing. Right, yeah. Much hotter. Yeah, yeah. much hotter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but that one, when I hear that one, it just says to me, product of the timing, mm-hmm. roller skating. Oh, roller skate. Okay, <laughs> Jamie, I would roller skate. That kid, yeah. you just you got that's got that groovy spinning yeah. around the track. You know, there's just a like song uh, let the music play, Shannon, like exactly. jam yeah, on yeah. it, nucleus. All those play. songs kind of are all roller skating. The other big roller skating record I had was a t- uh, instrumental called "For Those Who Like to Groove." That they used to play like religiously. That was a really you big, probably actually, heard it and didn't know. Uh, that's probably I'm another sure one yeah. that you didn't know yet. But yeah. for those who like to groove, is the, that was the roller skating song. That's how you introduce your website if you go to rayparkerjr.com. Yeah. Right? Hey, if you like the groove, come to the right come place. Come to the right place. Yeah, you're at it, baby. Here you go. Which I think is really cool. Uh, well, let me ask you a question we ask everybody oh, who comes yeah. on this okay. show. Oh, I didn't prep you for it either. So oh, this is good. I don't so want to be prepped. No, it's well, an easy question. Well, some people like to think about this Live. ahead of time. I don't want to think about anything ahead of time. <laughs> all right. What's your favorite movie of all time? Godfather. Boom. Oh, nailed it. Okay, yes. that's a great movie. And I, just, and I just like it, yeah. And not the first time that's been said. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've heard that. That's a well-made movie. That's a really, really well-made movie. good movie, yeah. Yeah. It's everything. And just like... Then after that, Indiana Jones. I like all of the... Raiders of the Lost Ark is my yeah, number yeah, one. Yeah, I like all that yeah, stuff, yeah. Escape from reality. That's, you know, it's yeah. taking you somewhere else. Well, Ghostbusters is mine. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my husband loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. loves you. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, like Ghostbusters has a way of not again not just the song but the film too, not being trapped in 1984. Yeah, it's timeless. About yeah. the way they dress those guys yeah. with yeah. the tweed and everything, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're timeless. They're yeah. not like stuck in some mm-hmm. bad 80s outfits. Um, and it moves well. I was, you know, I was looking at that and looking at other ones, uh, but the jokes and you know Bill Murray looking at the guy like, uh, wrong answer. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. man's riding around. You yeah. got the girl. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right again. I right can't again. believe her. Yeah. Are you, can you see through yeah, yeah, the see, yeah. <laughs> They don't go two lines without mm. having something funny happen. Yeah, exactly. And they're not beating you over the head. There are different no. varieties of mm-hmm. subtle or broad, mm-hmm. or you know. Mm-hmm. The, but the, there's always a joke there. Yeah. And I think I was going to say Godfather does kind of the same thing. It's 1971. Any <sighs> number of movies could look horrible. There are 72, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but because it takes place in the 50s, yeah. it's timeless. It, it is. looks wonderful, yeah. yeah. And still looks great. The first time I saw it was when we went to Sicily. Paul. Paul had won money on a game show. Mm-hmm. With was it Donny Osmond doing it at the time you won the money? Uh, no, no, that was, was the first yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. So I won money, won money on game show. He wins money on game show. On Pyramid twice. <laughs> because wow. they had the show, then yeah. they put it, then they rebooted it with Donny Osmond and won. Mm-hmm. Then they rebooted it again with this guy named Mike Richards. Shut up. You're and so awesome. And they let you come back. His huh? phone. Yeah. yeah phone. They let him come back. Can you believe it? So we Every, went to. Everybody Sicily. expects to see that, so I just put it on. You just put it on there? You stop <laughs> It's. Ray's it's, phone as the, the, the Ghostbusters logo. Yeah. On you, the, see, uh, you should hear the ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> when you call, you're like. Nah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. yeah, I know. Um, when we went to Sicily, I'd never seen it before, and so we made sure to watch it on the way over mm-hmm. in the plane. And That's a long flight. We watched one and two. Yeah. And then watched three on the ferry from Sicily to Naples. To oh, Naples. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was great. You can see all the places that there's a town there called Corleone. You yeah. Know? And that's yeah. how they those guys named themselves when they came over. Me and my son, we had lunch there one day. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah I went to this little small brick town. Yeah. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's um, it's kind of more of the industrial looking of yeah. all and the other And there's a little towns. wine. It was a Corleone wine we drank. We took pictures, yeah. yeah you just nice. move a bunch of sheep out of the way, and you can get <laughs> yeah, through exactly. your little car, <laughs> yeah. your little tiny. We, uh, when we European went, we car. my family, my last name is Volpe, and they're mm-hmm. from uh, Sicily, and oh, so cool. that's why we went back there. And it was mm-hmm. really kind of that same idea that mm-hmm. these towns are just that big; they're oh, yeah. super tiny. Yeah. Well, what's next? Yeah, what do you got? Uh, you, uh, well, I well got that you're the baked potato, with, right? You're going to be going no, no to the hotel potato, cafe. Sorry. No. Are you working with Aretha again? I read that somewhere. Yeah, I'm working on a song for her. And uh, yeah, working with Aretha's always wonderful. I saw her in New York, and she's singing unbelievably well. She yep. just has that gift. She's just doing it. You know, well, wasn't, I sent them a couple of songs a couple of weeks ago. I ain't heard no back from nobody. I mean, Uh-oh. maybe they don't like my song. What? So maybe I better write some more. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't even get on just that. Walk into this session, unplug yeah, right, it. Yeah, right, yeah. Just yeah, stop everything, stop Aretha. Everything. Hang on. Did she just play the? Wasn't it the Kennedy Centers where she kind of like pulled up at the last second, hopped out of the car, walked up on stage, and just killed? What yeah, it, killed like yeah, she, she literally went from car to stage. <laughs> Yeah. Through like a <laughs> through like a stole or whatever off of her and just she, well, she right. makes her sound you know her voice even at this age is just effortlessly yeah. and it's so strong I mean you see sings and the rest of it like okay the mother people are on the rest of the night you know mm-hmm. the queen is here you know, <laughs> here it comes you know uh, when uh, when I was on Pyramid with Donny mm-hmm. Osmond I didn't win money like Paul I just won trip or something anyway um, when I was <laughs> well, what were y'all on Pyramid <laughs> y'all got a Pyramid connection I don't here's know. the thing well, game yeah. shows today you know you gotta like eat a hippo's asshole or live with 12 doofuses <laughs> not my no, thing but pyramid is no more than the other guy or play yeah. the game better than yeah, the other yeah. guy well, so well, i was good at it well <laughs> on the show you have to have partners and uh so my celebrity was gladys knight oh, okay and so in between the breaks we would just chat and she was so lovely mm-hmm. and so we were just kind of talking she's like what are you doing i said well i sing but i'm not you know not <laughs> yeah, like I'm you yeah. let's not get crazy and she goes, oh, yeah. And she goes, do you have any questions? I'll answer them, you know, about singing. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, all right. Well, how do you warm up? What do you do to warm up? She goes, oh, honey, I don't warm up. Uh, no, I don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't warm up. That's amazing. <laughs> she was awesome. I was like, yeah. oh, all right. Well, that that puts me in my place. Yeah, she yeah. Had, we saw her last year at the Black Movie Soundtrack yep, up at the Hollywood great. Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, her, Common, mm-hmm. uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, a couple of the guys from Earth, Wind, mm-hmm. and Fire. Maurice had just passed away, yeah, which yeah. Uh, was terrible. Because I still need to see a full concert of exactly, that old yeah, band. Yeah, the old still, I haven't seen the full. Oh my gosh, and this year they're incredible. playing a show with uh, at that thing. Um, what are they called? The Classic. But you have to buy a ticket for not only them but like five other bands. So the ticket's mm-hmm. like two hundred bucks. <laughs> and, like, and then go, so and you starting play on and there, going on. right? Yeah. Go to Switzerland, play that gig. Yeah. 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 But uh, anyway, so uh, great. Well, we look forward to whatever's next. Hired Gun. Let me get that one more time out. Uh, it is playing now. It's going to play. Probably some sort of VOD here and there, but that is not the way to experience this movie. Go to your local theater. Basically, go to the Fathom Events website, or you can link to it through HiredGunTheFilm.com. 
Find out where Fathom Events is streaming this film. Mm -hmm. Again, in L.A., it will be, well, it's going to be Thursday, June 29th across the country. And here in L.A., it's going to be at City Walk, the AMC Burbank 16, and Century City 15, 7.30 p.m. Get the full concert experience uh, in a big theater with huge sound that the movie deserves because the archives are great. They have archive footage of Pink uh, with her musicians, and they're yeah. outstanding. Yeah. And then, of course, the new stuff they shot with the st- in studio, which is great, and we look forward to hopefully yours. Yeah, I hope that that is an extra or something. something. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I just heard that guy flying my Gulfstream again. I told him not to Is he to flying fly your jet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. told him not to be flying so my We went out too long. He missed his flight. He yeah. missed his flight. <laughs> yeah. His flight to Japan. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we can't thank you enough for coming on. Of course, as I mentioned, Ghostbusters, Karen's favorite movie of all time. Yeah. So this has been really yeah. cool. Thank you. All right, thanks, Ray Parker Jr. We appreciate Yay! it. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> oh you know what? what? I still have a chance to jump in here one more time before the music's over. Uh, I did also talk to Russell Javers and Liberty DeVito and uh, Chris Johnson, drummer mm-hmm. for Rihanna, uh, at a junket for Hired Gun. And that interview will also be out on iTunes, YouTube, and of course, themovieguys.net before the Thursday screening as well. So keep jamming with uh, Karen's brothers. Here we go. <laughs> pressure I have this song looping for eight minutes. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That is awesome. It'll go just on and on and on.